now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic on four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just people from the Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, back here again for another MLW Rewind. I am flying solo tonight as Uncle Bobby B had some personal matters to take care of. We wish him well, but I'm here to do our recap slash review of Burning Crush, MLW's latest event. It was yesterday on YouTube and being sports completely for free. So uh, let's get into it, shall we? Right off the hop, we get a recap of everything that went down on Superfight. And we are very, uh, again, Superfight was fantastic. It was a great event. And Birdie Crush is picking up the momentum and the steam right where that event left off. Uh, we're joined by uh, Joe Dombrowski and, of course, the newest member of the commentary team, Christian Cole, full-time. Uh, Matt Stryker, not sure what happened there. Maybe he moved on. Uh, maybe something else. I'm not really sure. I can't speculate, but we wish Matt Stryker well if he is done with MLW. And Christian Cole is a great substitute to fill in for Dombrowski, or to fill in with Dombrowski, sorry. Doesn't have the same chemistry as a Matt Stryker, but nonetheless, still fantastic. Uh, Alex Kane, opening up the show, the former MLW heavyweight champion, Basically pouring his heart out out there and one of the most realist promos. I mean, Kane always cuts promos with passion, but this promo just felt real. This didn't feel like this was Alex Kane, captain of the Bumaye Fight Club. This felt like it was Alex Kane, the man. And if you know, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to Alex Kane, uh, stating that he started Bumaye for himself and it grew into such great heights. Says that uh, he's got to step away from Bumaye and MLW for a bit. Uh, Mr. Thomas comes out and says, no, 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 you're not a quitter three years you ran it no quitting time to get back to basics you want that title back or you want to go on vacation day one starts today alex kane says i want that title back and Bumaye is forever and as that chant gets going with the crowd aj francis comes on the screen uh in a little vignette says he's uh proud of kane and always accomplished he wants to give kane his flowers he was the first leader of an all-black faction. Scratch that. According to AJ Francis, he was. He was the originator. And he's going to step over Kane. And that is on Bumaye. And then it flashes for Im uh, Intimidation Games. And WTF logo is right beneath AJ Francis' name. Uh, Kane, I'm not happy about that. I mean, if, again, if you've watched MLW, you know Alex Kane. You know uh, he does not like to be interrupted. Uh, saying that uh, you interrupt a moment like that spewing trash. We don't play these games, ho. And Alex Kane stating that he's going to handle AJ Francis very quickly and go back to regaining the title that he lost at Superfight to Kojima. Uh, first match of the night, Wasted Use. That's Mar Marcus Mathers and Austin Luke filling in for Mathers' usual tag team partner, uh, McKay. And they're accompanied by Nola Catano, and they verse Crawford, McCoy, and Deppin. Again, if you know MLW, you know the history of Tony Deppin uh, and his problems with Nola Catano and taking TJ Crawford and Griffin McCoy under his wing. Uh, this is a great six-man match. I really can't uh, complain about any time you get Tony Deppin in a match uh, with uh, up-and-comers like McCoy and Crawford. You add Wasted U to the mix and Nolo Catano, you're going to get high-flying, fantastic athleticism, fantastic storytelling, and an all-around fantastic match. And um, right when Mathers goes for that sweet 450, Deppin comes in from behind with a kick to the back of Mathers' head, and they steal 
the win. But this was a great opening contest, and it was fantastic to watch. I mean, anytime you're going to put these youngsters or these up-and-comers in a match with a vet like Tony Deppen, you're going to get fire. You got five hungry, hungry, hungry wrestlers, and you got Tony Deppen, who is the veteran out of all of them in that ring, kind of being the ring general, helming how this story is going to be told, and they knocked it out of the park. Absolutely fantastic match, 150%. Can't even be mad at those guys. Everything they did was flawless, 100%. Uh, now we get a calling promo. Raven, you're a false prophet. You are no longer the leader of a revolution, and you will bleed. According to Ricky Shane Page and Sammy Callahan, whatever they got cooking is far from over, even though Ricky Shane Page later tonight will defend his openweight title against a debuting Jake Chris, who also does have history with Sammy Callahan. If you guys remember... In the early days of Impact, OBE baby, Ohio versus everyone. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that comes into play a little bit later on tonight. And now we got a fatal four-way for the featherweights uh, division for the new number one contender for Janai Kai's featherweight championship. Selena Dolorenta on commentary, uh, spewing her absolutely incredibly organic way of talking shit about every single woman and Joe Dombrowski when it comes to everything to do with MLW. This match featured WTF's Zeta, Delmi Exo, the God Queen, Notorious Mimi, and of course, Tiara James, who only suffered her first loss a few events ago. And this match was fantastic. These four ladies were great. Everybody got their spots in. Uh, Selena Delmi getting into it a few times exchanging words, but not so much exchanging anything physical until the end of the match, Zeta hits the I'm Prettier for the win, and uh, Selena attacks Delmi after the match. And uh, I got to say, not like Selena to do something like this. She's very calculated. And when you see her doing this, it's starting to become something very unhinged. Because, and I will say this, if you talk about the breadcrumbs that have been planted through the last couple of events, the Lucha Henchman bringing out the key and the cell phone to her, the breadcrumbs that have been left behind, the clues, it's almost like Cesar Durant is feeding Delmi Exo some sort of thing that's going to change momentum when it comes to the battle of lucha supremacy in mlw selena and cd since his return have been at each other's throats and i believe she thinks that what for whatever reason cesar durant is using delmi to get to her and play with the mind games and it's working because selena is slowly becoming unhinged as the weeks go by now at this point after security separates the two of them uh zeta is in the ring gloating, talking. She says she's ready for that title shot. Selena says there's two things she'll never have, skill and a title shot. They tread insults, and Selena says, be careful what you wish for, bitch, because you may get what you want. And you know what? Zeta feels like she's ready for that title shot. I don't disagree. Momentum is in her favor. She has the crowd eating out of the palm of her hand. Whether it's heat or it's not, she has a crowd eating out of the palm of her hand. And you can't deny that when somebody has the crowd that amped up whether it be a negative reaction or a positive reaction it is what it is and that is a reaction and if you're going to give someone a reaction or get a reaction out of someone you deserve to be in the conversation for any gold in any organization and that is on boom i that is on everything that wrestling stands for that's wrestling 101 we'll get a mads kruger promo and uh two years he has watched and waited and he planned his restart. And Jacob Fatou will be that starting point. Very ominous promo from Mads Kruger. Uh, sorry, Mads Cruel Kruger. Uh, the name suits him, adding the extra moniker. The MKK, regardless, basically stating 
that he has been licking his chops, waiting for revenge on Jacob Fatu, and he feels like he's going to get it tonight. And that very well may be. Open, open weight title fight. We got Ricochet Page versus Jay Chris. Uh, this is a great match. Jay Chris, uh, since, you know, kind of coming back into the fold, doing his thing, working his way back up on the indies, getting his, uh, you know, kind of resurgence in uh, Impact slash TNA. Uh, all the things he's been doing, it's great to see him make his MLW debut, and he gets open weight title shot right off the hop, and deservingly, in my opinion. Uh, this is a great back and forth, great story being told by the both of these guys. Uh, but just when Jake Chris looks like he's got momentum in his favor, Sammy interferes. And he interferes, obviously, uh, for the side of the calling of Ricky Shane Page. And at that point, uh, Ricky's disqualified, and it's a two-on-one assault. Two-on-one assault by everyone in... Uh, the calling against Jay Chris. You had Cannonball getting in there. You had a couple of gas mask goons getting in there. You had everybody getting in there. And Akira came out uh, to kind of come to Jake's aid. And it was still, uh, you know, a, a handicap situation with a four on two. But Akira and Jake end up standing tall when they put the big man in the fight. That is Cannonball through a table. And uh, the calling are running for the hills. They are retreat mode. And uh, it was great to see Akira and Jake Chris kind of standing united. So it means like however long we're going to see Jake Chris in MLW, he will be fighting on the side that is Akira, which is the same side that Raven chose. Therefore, Ricky Shane Page and his prophecies are becoming unfulfilled now. So at this point in time, you got to wonder who really is the false prophet. Riddle uh, shoots a promo, and he is calling out any New Japan star for intimidation games. Any New Japan star. You want to face him? He wants to face you. That's what it, That's what Riddle's asking for. And, you know, Big Bad, Tito, Big Bad Tito, my apologies, he answers the call. So at Intimidation Games, it'll be Matt Riddle versus Big Bad Tito. And if you know New Japan, you know Tito. So this match will be fantastic. Uh, then we kind of get a meeting backstage between CD and Core Power. Uh, very unhappy about bringing Selena in to be uh, the Lucha side of things in MLW. And he wants to go back to being a matchmaker again. Uh, Core Power very hesitant on that from the last time how things worked. Uh, didn't work out very well for that relationship. But he says a partnership with Court on May 11th. Let's partner one night only. Aztec Lucha, MLW, May 11th. So that event is going to be incredible. And I wonder what they got cooking up their sleeves. But whenever Core Bauer and Caesar Durant get together, whether they like each other or not, it is a booking match made in heaven. These two guys know how to throw down together an exciting and entertaining event. And I can't wait to see what they got planned for May 11th. Absolutely cannot. And at the same point, St. Laurent interrupts. And he's begging for a title shot for the WTF, saying they are ready. They are absolutely ready, and he wants a title shot against SDC's tag team titles. They want all the gold, baby. Court Bauer agrees with it and shakes St. Laurent's hand and quickly puts sanitizer. Smart court, very smart to do that. Uh, and St. Laurent scurries away happy into whatever sewer he crawled out of. And Court Bauer gets back on the phone, wheeling and dealing, doing what he does best, being the owner and you know head booker of MLW. Uh, another match being announced for Intimidation Games. Mystico versus Rocky Romero for that middleweight title. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to see what Mystico and Rocky Romero throw down together in that match. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get a new champion in Mystico. I'm putting my putting my stamp on that now. Uh, Cozy Max coming in to get ready for their tag team title match or tag team match story later on in the night. And uh, they run into SGC in the hall saying that they're they're ready to go. Anytime they want the titles, SGC is ready to face both of them. And at this point, WTF interrupts and says they are next in line for a title shot. And Kojima grabs MSL's neck and nose and kind of does a little hand squash thing. 
and uh, MSL is rolling around the floor and WTF is left very frustrated and MSL looks very hurt, possibly faking an injury because that's what MSL does best. The great thing about not having Rob here right now is that I can make my comments about MSL and not have to deal with the nonsense coming out of him. So that is quite refreshing, I'll be completely honest. Uh, Battle Ride 6 also announced it'll be in Atlanta, in Hotlanta, June 1st. I can't wait for that. Uh, Battle Ride is one of my favorite events that MLW puts together. 40 guys in a ring, Royal Rumble style. And there's always legends, there's always debuts, there's always surprises. Uh, they do it fantastic. And this year's Battle Riot will be no shortage of fun. And being in Atlanta, it's going to be incredible. Next match on the card, we get Tom Lawler versus Matt Justice. Uh, as Lawler comes out with MSL, Justice attacks him from behind. Uh, he kind of gets a little one-manship up on Lawler for a little bit. But St. Laurent and the numbers game quickly get to Matt Justice, and he's kind of left in the ring. At one point, it is very much handicapped, even though MSL was on commentary. It's a very much handicapped situation. Manners comes out to try to even the odds and try to keep St. Laurent down. St. Laurent is stupid enough to grab a Stetson off of Manders' heads. Now, I don't know much about cowboy, you know, law. You never touch a cowboy's hat. Never. And you don't touch Manders' hat. If that happens, you're going to get punched in the face. And that is exactly what happened. But at that point, getting clotheslined from Manders, a.k.a. also punched in the face, um, Tom lands a sweet insiguri kick on Justice for the 1-2-3. So MSL distracting Manders was able to give Tom Lola that little opening that he needed to secure a much-needed victory because WTF has had not a few victories lately on WTF side of things, Tom Waller comes away with the victory. And SGC is left seeing stars and Stetsons. <laughs> you see what I did there, guys? Ah, come on. I thought it was pretty good. All right, Cozy Max, which is Satoshi Kojima and Okuruma. I hope I'm saying that right. Okuruma. Kurumura. Kurumura. I hope I'm saying that right. Again, I'm not very good with the names. Uh, this is a great match versus Richard Holiday and Davey Boy Smith representing the WTF. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, everything was going well. Everything was cooking on all cylinders. But uh, the experience of Kojima and Okurma uh, was too much for Richard Holiday and Davy Boy Smith. Holiday uh, pinned in the center of the ring. Davy Boy and Saint Laurent in shock, and Kojima and Okurma have uh, momentum in their favor as Kojima is our reigning defending MLW champion and getting a much needed win on WTF, slaying the WTF for now, putting them on the back burner. Kojima can now focus on Minoru Suzuki and Intimidation Games. So this is a big win for Kojima and Cozy Max and uh, WTF back to the drawing board. Uh, but I love this match. It was entertaining. Uh, any Kojima match is always enter entertaining. And uh, you bring in Okurma to go with it. Uh, you know, it was great. I don't know much about Okurma. Cozy Max, though, I uh, love the name. I love everything about it. I mean, it sounds like a really amazing mattress company, but Cozy Max knows how to make you feel cozy and take it to the max. So I got to love it. Um... WTF, losing ways continue. I mean, other than Zeta and the Tom Lawler win, uh, Richard Holiday and Davey Boy Smith in their run so far in WTF have been very unsuccessful at securing any kind of Ws for that team. And our main event of the evening is Barclay Brawl number two, Kruger versus Fatu. Uh, the Barclay Ball is just a fancy word for street fight. And that's exactly what this was. It was a street fight. In the center of the ring, Jacob Batu, obviously, from that public execution and super fight, uh, was not 100%, but he came out ready to fight, as Jacob Batu always does. You got your typical Kruger, you got your typical Fatu. Um, Kruger had kind of an ammunition box under the ring filled with all kinds of goodies, and at one point was able to distract the referee in order to throw some fire at Jacob Batu, 
land a devastating finisher and get the one, two, three. And at that point, we get about a half a dozen or close to a dozen Sentai Death Squad members come out with a body bag. The refs try to control the situation. They are manhandled. They are squashed to pieces. And Jacob for two is put in the body bag with the Contra flag laid over top of him and carried out of the ring with Kruger standing tall. Now, one can only wonder and assume that this is exactly what Kruger wanted. He has now slain the ghost of his past, being Jacob Fatu, and he is wide open to rebuild Contra in his image and his likeness. As to where this goes from here, one can only assume, but for right now, Jacob Fatu is firmly off any MLW TV that we will see anytime soon. Uh, where they're going with the body, have no idea. What this means for MLW, it definitely changes the landscape. But regardless of the fact, Burning Crush did what it was supposed to do. It cemented a lot of storylines, closed a few, opened up new avenues of storylines, and things continue. And again, that Alex came promo at the beginning of the night, had me convinced that we were going to see the last of him in MLW, we were going to see the last of Bumaye. But Mr. Thomas coming out with the Rocky-like pep talk kept him going, and the state of Bumaye is in good hands. The battle between Cesar Durant and Selena Dolorenta continues. Zeta is now the number one contender for Janaikai's featherweight title. SGC and Cozy Max will face at one point once they get through the WTF's tag team title shot. Matt Riddle called out New Japan. Tito's on his way. I gotta say, everything is looking hot right now for MLW. Firing on all cylinders in perfection. We've said this a thousand times. If you're not watching MLW, I don't know what you're doing. If you're watching us for the recaps, we appreciate it. But please, take a shot on MLW and what they are doing because it is absolutely fantastic right now. If you want something different in pro wrestling, you want something entertaining in pro wrestling, you don't want the cliche battle of the WWE versus AEW. MLW is doing something really special right now. Give it a chance. What do you have to lose? If you watch Dynamite every week, it's the same length of time as Dynamite. Every event is two to two and a half hours. It's every two weeks. These guys are cooking right now. Give them a shot. Trust me, you will not regret it. That's it for MLW Rewind and our recap here of Burning Crush. I am your host, your boy, George Mackay. Peace, love, and wrestling. See you guys for the next recap show. Peace. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people at be port side. We just people from.